You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, uh, along with Rob Weinberg. I am Gary Byron. Rob, how are you there, my friend? Doing well this morning. How you doing, Gary? Uh, not too shabby. Nice nice to hear. From, nice to see you, man. You're looking good. Thank you. I like your shirt. Thank you. How was your week? It was good. It was yeah. actually way busier than expected. Usually yeah. this time of year, we have a little bit of a lull, you know, people getting out of the market, concentrating on family and holidays. But obviously, pretty much like anything this year, it's been an exception mm-hmm. and things have been surprisingly busy. i um, been having a ton of inquiries, emails, okay. phone calls, that sort of thing. I- I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that we do every week is... Mention your email address and seldom because we I mean, we take this show right down to the last possible second. I mean, that's how the information that you're disseminating is is, is that valuable that what's happened, though, it's a double edged sword because it's great that, you know, we're all absorbing all this information from you. The downside is that we seldom get a chance because we run out of time to get to these questions that really come in almost on a daily basis, certainly a weekly basis. So um, what I wanted to do is. These have just accumulated. Maybe go over, ask you as many of these questions as we have time for from various listeners across, oh my goodness, over the last several months. I don't know if we'll be able to get to all of them, but we'll try. Mm -hmm. So we really have no topic other than really answering these email questions. Does that sound all right? Yes, let's do it. All right, let's start off with Mark um, from East Hartford. He writes, I am newly engaged and looking to buy a new home to live in with my fiance. However, the issue is we have very little money saved, with the exception of the equity in the home that I have owned for the last 10 years. How can I take money out of the home and use it to put down on my next property? And and how do I figure out if I would even qualify for two mortgages? That's a great question. Great question. Really common question now with so many people refinancing, refinancing, changing things around, buying homes, second homes, that sort of thing. So let's dissect that question or those couple questions down. So first thing is, as far as taking money out of the home, when it comes to a scenario where you're going to need that money long term for a down payment, Mm -hmm. um, I recommend the cash out refinancing as the first strategy that you'd put in play. So while you're living in that home that you've got currently that's accumulated all this equity, what you want to do, Mark, is get with a mortgage advisor to look at a cash out refinancing strategy. We'll be able to dissect how much money you can get out of the home Mm -hmm. um, and the best plan of action as far as the loan program that'll best meet your financial needs. You didn't state how long you had left on your mortgage, so I'm not sure if it would be best to put you on a new 30-year mortgage or if maybe you only have 10, 15 years left, we could do something more short term. But that's the first piece of this puzzle is to get that strategy in play. Because like you said, that's where most of your savings is. That's where most Americans have their savings is in the equity of their home. So that's uh, the first piece of the puzzle here to see what options you have. Then the second part of the question about figuring out qualifying for two mortgages and buying the other home. 
at the same time that you're strategizing on the cash out refi and getting the money out, we would also look at doing a pre-approval for you for the next property. Oh. So we could plug in what your new mortgage payment's gonna be on this property with the new cash out, and then look at with that new mortgage in play, like you asked, do you qualify for two mortgages? It might be also a scenario where we pre-approve you and also put your fiance on there because I assume that your fiance also has income and that she works. So it may be a good scenario where you pull the equity out and use that for the down payment. And then on the new mortgage, we put both you and your fiance, which will give us a dual income mm -hmm. that we can use. It'll make it a lot easier to qualify for both mortgages. So we can kind of kill two birds with one stone in this, in this case, because we'll already have your financials, we'll already have your credit. We can run both of those situations through really at the same time and reverse engineer the entire scenario. So the reason why that's important is because typically, assuming you only have 10, 15 years left on your home, you would immediately say, well, I don't want to go backwards on my mortgage. I want to stick with a short-term mortgage. But what a lot of people don't realize is if you did, let's say, a 10-year loan, your payment's going to be so high, will you even qualify for that next why house? Why would you want a high payment? Right. Yeah. Mm. So- I think it's a lot of emotional things attached to that, um, Gary. A lot of people think that, well, if I only have 10 years left and I go back to 20 years or God forbid, 30 years, mm. I'm like undoing everything I've been working for. And I guess on the surface, yes, that may be the case, but we have to really look at the mortgage as we talk about on this show all the time as a part of your overall financial plan. So it's not only how much time do I have left on my mortgage, but what about the other debt you have? What about your retirement plans? What about, in this case, your next home plan? So it mm -hmm. might be advantageous for you to actually go back to a 20 or 30 year mortgage to get that payment down as low as we possibly can, because it's going to make it so much easier to qualify for the next property. When we're okay. qualifying you for that next home, the underwriter is going to look at what's your total obligation. The higher your mortgage payment is on your current home, the less you're going to qualify for on a new home. So hopefully, Hopefully, Mark, you're listening and that resonates with you. So you can give my office a call or reach out to really any mortgage advisor with the experience to help you and hopefully take you through this process and get these steps in order. All right. Thanks for the, uh, the email, Mark. Leslie from Windsor writes, my partner of 10 years and I split up last year. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, but I and I have accumulated a significant amount of credit card debt to the tune of approximately thirty thousand dollars. Um, I was on track to have my home paid off within 10 years, but now I am contemplating whether it makes sense to refinance or just sell my home. What option would make the most sense to me? Right. So we got to uh, peel back the onion, so to speak, on this one. So let's take it one step at a time. So first with your question on should you sell? Well, right now, let's look at the current market to sell your home. What could you get for your home and what would a similar home cost you? Well, because you got to have to live somewhere. You got that's the big piece that a lot of people don't look at is they say, "Well, I could make all this money if I sell my home right now. The market's hot." But you got to buy a home. Right, but you you have to have a place to live. Where are you going to live like you said? So, what most of my clients that have done this exercise have been finding is that if they sold their home and put whatever equity they have down on the new one, the mortgage payment on the new house would be far, far greater than their current home for not really an upgrade in lifestyle. 
So similar home, similar square footage, similar bedroom, bathroom. Right now, for example, maybe you're paying $1,500 a month. The same house on a new mortgage, you'd be paying $2,000 a month. That makes sense if you're getting a bigger house, better location. That doesn't make sense if you're just really uh, swapping out a home for something similar. That is the big conundrum that a lot of people are dealing with right now when it comes to selling and buying and why there's such an inventory shortage nationwide and here locally in Connecticut is because people are realizing when they finally run the numbers that why am I going to pay more for something that's comparable to what I'm doing now? So you got to run those numbers, Leslie, in your case uh, to see what would you get for a similar mortgage payment because like most, you're probably going to find that part doesn't make sense. So the second uh, part of the question about the credit card debt that you've accumulated and whatnot. And should you refinance or sell? Well, we got to run those numbers on selling and assuming that the numbers don't jive, then we got to look at that refinance strategy for you. So with those home values going up so much and with you only having 10 years or so left on your home, what I would be looking at for your particular situation, Leslie, is going to be a cash out debt consolidation refi where we roll that entire chunk of debt that you've got into the equity of your home into a new mortgage loan. And what that's going to do is it's going to zero out those credit cards. That's going to boost your credit significantly. Okay. So the other thing is it's going to give you a lot of extra cash flow so that now you can actually take a short-term mortgage. Mm -hmm. We can put you back on a 10-year mortgage just like you have now, maybe a 15-year mortgage if you want to pull back a little and save a little bit more money. But either way, we can keep you on track with the current pace that you're on. And in a scenario like yours, just to give you a rough idea, you know, 30,000 in credit card debt rolled into a 10 or 15-year mortgage, that could save you anywhere from 500 to $1,000 a month. Okay, while still having you on an accelerated pace to pay off your home. So that could be a really, really good idea for you to look at. Um, a lot of people are finding right now that they feel like the debt they've accumulated is weighing so much on their shoulders that they have to sell their home. Well, how, how can they keep living in the home, paying the mortgage and paying all this debt that they've accumulated? This for many uh, people can be the lifeline that they need, that they're not even thinking about, that they haven't even really uncovered or haven't even discovered yet, is with the home values going up, this equity sitting there, it's doing nothing for you. Mm. And Leslie, in your case, rolling that debt in could save you all this money. So now you might not even need to sell your home. That whole idea that you gave at the, the top of your question about needing to sell your home because you accumulate all this debt, you may not even need to if we save you $500 or $1,000 a month. The interest rate on a mortgage, obviously being a lot lower than the interest rate of a oh, absolutely, and you know, Gary, and that's the key to the, her her issue, right? Right, here. Yeah. and we've gone into depth on debt consolidation, why it makes so much sense, especially right now with the rates being so low. But Leslie, you're probably paying 10, 15, 20 percent interest on these credit cards, maybe even maybe more. more. Yeah, and the mortgage interest rates now, depending on your credit, loan to value, and other particulars, you know, it could be in the twos to threes, so significantly less, like not even on the same playing field. <laughs> as the credit card debt. So that could be a huge advantage yeah. from a long-term savings standpoint is the interest savings. And then I think the the cherry on top of this whole thing, Leslie, is you didn't really talk about your retirement goals or whatnot, but I think really the best idea would be if you're saving all the money on a monthly basis and now you don't need to sell your home, 
what are we going to do with all the savings? Mm. That's the big thing. So there's a few different options you have. Option number one is like most Americans, you take that money, put it in your back pocket and move on. And every single month, that money sits in your bank account. But unfortunately, what we find is a lot of people, they have that money, it evaporates. They don't see it after a month or two. It's gone. They don't know. I was saving 1000 a month. Three months later, where's that $3,000? So that's why we need to begin with the end in mind. We need to set up this debt consolidation refinancing strategy to actually utilize those saved dollars. And Leslie, if you're not maxing out your 401k IRAs, let's take all that money that you were saving and let's plow most or all that into your retirement funds. If your retirement funds are set up, are there investment opportunities? Do you have a financial advisor we could give that money to that can turn that into 7, 10, 15% annual returns and put money on top that can give you more, uh, you know, more financial stability? And then the last option would be paying off your house early. If your 401k is maxed, you have plenty of investments, now maybe you can take that 500,000 or more dollars, put that on the 10 or 15 year mortgage. You might be surprised we could have your home paid off in as little as three to five years oh, wow. with a strategy that like that. Great suggestions for her. Uh, Baldeo, Baldeo from New Britain writes, <clears throat> excuse me, I've wanted to buy a home for the last several years, but I am discouraged. I've got about $15,000 saved, but my credit has major issues. And the last time I tried to get pre-approved, well, the bank didn't even call me back. What is a good plan of action for me to achieve my goal of homeownership as soon as possible? I hate throwing my money away on rent. I don't blame you. Yeah, well, that, that's this is a really common question that comes in in a lot of different forms. Um, you know, maybe someone tried to get pre-approved six months, a year, a couple years ago, and they got discouraged because whoever they dealt with didn't really give them any advice. They just said your credit's bad, or in this case, they didn't even call him back. That can be disheartening. That can be frustrating. So sure. I completely understand where you're coming from, Baldeo. My suggestion would be, you know, get in touch with my office or some sort of mortgage advisor locally as soon as you possibly can. So we can do a complete analysis of your credit and give you a game plan. Uh, for a scenario like this, I have a, a software that I use called Credit Expert, where I can actually take your credit reports from the three bureaus, run it through this Credit Expert software, and run different modeling on your credit and say, well, what if you paid off this account? Or what if we got this collection deleted and these different things? And actually look at um, you know, what type of results you could get as far as how quickly we could get your credit score up and how much we could get your score up. So I think that with your credit being lower, I know it's difficult. To, it's probably something you're saying, well, I don't want to be embarrassed again. I don't want somebody to just tell me no, but you need to be dealing with the right person that's going to put that game plan in play for you and give you the particular strategy for your situation. Even if you, you're not ready to buy for six months or a year, get with us now. Like, let's put this in play. I have buyers now I've been working for or yeah. working with for six months, you a year, even all the a couple time. years. Yeah. Um, so that's the first piece. Understand that it might require some time. Like I was saying, it could take a couple months, maybe even a year before you're ready, but we'd rather do that now. And the saying that comes to mind is when is the best time to plant a tree? It was 10 years ago. When's the next best time is today, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing when it comes to your to your credit and getting prepared to buy a home. It would have been great if you called me a year or two ago. You'd be in a home by now, most likely, but you're not. You're listening to this show today. Today is the day to take action and get in contact with us. If I can't help you myself and your situation's a little bit too complicated, I have some credit repair partners that I work with that I can refer you to oh, that have go. guarantees that do 
do a great job that, you know, are seasoned pros that I can refer you over to to take care of helping you and really guiding you through the process of getting your credit repaired. Um, but like I was saying, you want to make sure that whoever's advising you on the mortgage side and uh, getting prepared to get the mortgage is somebody that's got a reputation like myself of helping people with previous credit issues, of helping people that weren't be, you know, weren't able to buy a home previously or had these challenges. That's who you need to make sure you're dealing with. And with all due respect, most of the banks and credit unions in the in the state of Connecticut and throughout the country, they're not really equipped to deal with and help people that have lower you know, credit that don't have the big down payments that don't have the A plus history. Um, that's why you really need a specialist in this case, somebody that's seasoned and has that experience. So Valdeo, I hope that gave you the insight and the motivation you need to reach out and we'll be happy to help. All right. We'll go from Baldeo in New Britain to Susan and Thomaston who writes, my husband and I are in our late twenties and have no debt. We bought our starter home just a few years ago. We put 5% down. We were planning on upgrading to a nicer home, but with as high as prices have gone, we feel priced out of the market. Should we keep saving to buy another property or put money towards our mortgage to pay it off sooner? We've got no other debt besides our cars and mortgage. Yeah, this is a great question. Actually, similar case I dealt with back uh, earlier this year with a couple in a similar scenario. So... I think the first thing that you need to look at, Susan, is what are your long-term goals and motives? You said you're in your late 20s. So do you need a bigger home or is the home that you're in right now okay? Is it is it big enough for you and your family? Um, if you need a bigger place, then obviously the long-term plan is going to be to save and to actually buy another home at some point. But if you're in a situation where you have enough bedrooms and enough space, then I think we could shift gears and maybe look at potential refinancing options, which is what I did with this other couple I helped earlier this year. So I'm going to make some assumptions based on the fact that you said you've only been in the house a couple of years and you put 5% down. So you probably took uh, either an FHA or a conventional loan and you have PMI on your loan. I'm pretty much guaranteeing that because you only put 5% down. Mm -hmm. But what we could look at is because you said you have no debt, that gives you a huge opportunity, right. which is Unlike a lot of people, you don't need to put money towards credit card debt. You don't need to put money towards auto loans, towards student loans like many your age. So what we could actually do is put you into a shorter term mortgage, kill a couple birds with one stone. For you guys, I'd be looking at maybe a 15 or a 20 year mortgage. Mm -hmm. That would save you five to 10 years on your home payments. And it would also get rid of the PMI because what I've seen lately is that the home values have progressed so much, even just the last 12 to 24 months, that you had 5% equity when you bought the house several years ago. Now I would almost guarantee, Susan, that you have over 20% equity because in many areas of Connecticut, this stuff's gone up. The home values have gone up. 15, 20, even 30% or more in some areas. So we could shorten the term of your mortgage and get rid of the PMI. And then if you guys do decide to move in 10 years or even five years, you're in a position where you've built all this additional equity in your home that we can then roll over to the next house. So we can almost, you know, eat your, have your cake and eat it too type of scenario because you can be saving for your next home by paying down your mortgage at the same time, reducing your interest, getting rid of the PMI. So I think that that's a great uh, option for you. But 
I don't like to assume, and since you're not live with us on the air, I want to give you another idea, which is because you're so young, some financial advisors will argue, why even pay your house off? You should really be concentrating on retirement and turbocharging your investments. So another idea that I want to give you here, Susan, is um, for you and your husband to actually go back to a 30-year loan, refi, get rid of the PMI, go to a 30-year mortgage, that would probably save you a couple hundred dollars a month. And then let's take that couple hundred a month and look at the options of where to put that. What if we put that on the mortgage principal? Mm -hmm. What if we gave that to your financial advisor to put in a taxable brokerage account, something like that with a mix of stocks and bonds? Or what if we just had you turbocharge and add that money to your 401k? If you're not yet maxing out your 401k, then I think that that option would be the best. Take all that savings and let's get that 401k maxed out. Then we can concentrate on paying your house off. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Incidentally, if you'd like to get your question answered on this, on a future show, here is the email address that you should be writing to mortgage matters radio show at gmail.com once again mortgage matters radio show at gmail.com you want to make an appointment with rob that's easy 860-413-3938 i'll repeat those as well as provide a website for you at the end of the show i want to continue with the emails that we've been receiving robert from new york writes i found your show via the connecticut real estate podcast and really enjoy all the information that you share. My fiance and I are planning to move to Central Connecticut from Manhattan sometime in the next six months. We have excellent credit, high six-figure income, plenty saved, uh, up, up to put 20% down, and no debt to speak of. My question is about the type of mortgage to get. The interest rates seem to be a lot lower on 15-year loans. With us being in our mid-30s, we could pay our home off very quickly using a 15-year loan. I have Heard you mention that 30-year loans are better for first-time home buyers. Would you still recommend a 30-year mortgage in our circumstance? That's a really good question, and it's it's a common one that we get, especially with a lot of people with high incomes coming from other states to Connecticut now. Um, you know, they're seeing maybe a reduction in their expenses by moving, so they say, well, why not pay my house off early? Hmm. I would really caution that only because I've seen over the decades I've been doing mortgages and helping people with this part of their finances – at some point, especially the younger you are, the more opportunity there is for something to happen. Job loss, death, illness, something could come up where you can't make that accelerated mortgage payment. So even though it may not be the lowest interest rate, I would recommend for your situation, Robert, to start with a 30-year loan. Just start with it. And if you are absolutely inclined and want to pay the house off early, put extra money on the 30-year loan. What I don't like to see is these younger people take the the loans on their first home that are really accelerated, that have the higher payments, because what ends up happening is, like I said, something comes up and they end up having to do a refinance or, God forbid, sell their home because they're not in a financial circumstance to be able to actually be comfortable. Um, so what you want to do is take the extra money you've got, create a rainy day fund. After a couple years, you're comfortable. If all is good, then on an annual review, couple years down the line, then we can look at that 15 or 20 year refinance. But like I said, for now, take the 30 year and just pay extra on it if you have the urge to pay it down quickly. All right. Uh, another Mark, who had Mark from East Hartford. This is Mark from West Hartford. He writes, I have been wanting to do an addition to my home for quite a while, and it seems like the right time as I'll be retiring in five years. 
I am up in the air on whether to take a loan from my 401k, taking a home equity line of credit, or do a cash out refi on my home. My current mortgage rate is 3.25% on a 15-year mortgage. Can you give me the pros and cons to help determine which option is best? Yeah, Mark, you got a lot of options. It sounds like you're in a pretty good financial situation. Um, 401k loan pros and cons. Let's just cover those real quick. So the reason why people like 401k loans is because there's no application, no credit check. Um, and that's great. And, you know, flexible repayment terms. But the cons are there's a limit. They won't give you huge amounts of money. If you need 100000 you can't get that typically from a 401k loan. Not all plans offer a 401k loan. So you got to see if that's even an option. But the big one a lot of people don't think about is that if you're terminated or you leave your employment, you might have to pay that money back in a very, very short amount of time. So HELOCs, I don't like right now because they're risky. The interest rates are going, you know, we're on a higher rate trajectory, it looks like, moving forward based on what the Fed said. So HELOC can be risky. The payment might go up quite a bit. So I think for you, Mark, what I'd recommend, which I'm recommending to almost all my clients in your predicament is cash out refi. Let's look at 15 and 20 year, even 30 year options. Let's see what payments would work best for your situation, because obviously that's going to be a fixed rate. There's going to be flexibility and there's no limit to how much you, you want to cash out. You want 50,000? Great. You want 100,000? Great. It's just limited by the amount of equity you have on your home and the loan qualifications. All right. So I think we've got time for one. If, you, right. if you can give a short answer, sure. I know that's hard, but uh, can we do one yes, more if you're quick? Do one more. Okay. Tony from Watertown writes, I want to help my son buy his first home. He has a good paying job and a good amount of money saved, and I know he can afford the monthly payments, but he's got some previous issues with medical collections on his credit, and I'm afraid he won't be able to get a mortgage with such a low score. He's got around 550. Will a co will co-signing a mortgage for him be a solution so I can help him buy a home? Yeah, unfortunately, no. Co-signing a mortgage for him is not going to help the fact Ooh. that he has low credit. A lot of people don't realize that because underwriting goes off the lower of the credit score. So if you're 750 and he's 550, he's not going on the mortgage. That's it. What I'd recommend to you is add him as an authorized user onto some of your credit cards. That'll help him piggyback on some of your credit history to get that credit score up. He might be a good candidate for credit restoration or credit repair. I can make a referral to that. And on the medical collections, it might be a good option to dispute those collections. So, uh, you know, that's that. All right, can we do one more? All right, one all right. more. But you got to be even okay. quicker than that one. All right, Jane from Suffield writes, I am currently paying a mortgage interest rate of 6.5%. When I bought my home 10 years ago, I have looked at refinancing to lower my rate a few times, but I'm scared by all the closing costs. I know it's going to save me money, but is it really worth it? And how can I tell if I should refinance my home? Yeah, got very about a common. Minute. All right, so we got to do the cost-benefit analysis on this. What are the costs to refi? How long is it going to take you to break even? Historically speaking, if if it's less than a three-year break-even and you're going to stay in the home for more than three years, it makes sense to refi. I know it might be scary to look at all those closing costs, but you got to look at it as an investment. It's not a cost. It's not an expense. It's an investment in your future. Let's talk about the different costs. Let's look at them because a lot of those costs are going to be recouped when you get a month off with no mortgage. You get a refund of your current escrow account. You'd be surprised. Anywhere from a third to half the closing costs could be recouped right up front just oh. from those. So don't get scared off. Okay. Get with a trained program 
start with an advisor that can sit with you and break down the entire loan estimate and show you what the break-even is and how long it's going to take you. Like you, for example. Folks, if you've got a question you'd like to have answered right here on these very airwaves, simply email mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. You might want to check out Rob's website. It's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Let me repeat that for you. It's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Dot com. And if you'd like to make that appointment, oh, don't wait. I would say get on the horn right now. Write this phone number down, 860-413-3938. I'm going to repeat it. I'll try to say it slower. I don't have much time left, but I want you to write it down. It's that important. 860-413-3938. That's 413-3938. For Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.